1: Bonjour. <laughs> oh, happy day. I'm so glad we get to join together, transcending time and space, in order to connect in the love of God and remember our true identity. We are so blessed. We are so, so blessed. Hmm. Let's take that breath and write it all the way into a prayer and a blessing here. Is we're choosing another way to see the world. Yes. So we take a breath of love and gratitude. We are grateful and thankful to open our hearts and open our minds to the power and the presence of God. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented, free flow of divine love and wisdom Divine intelligence is our very nature, it is the very essence of our being, and we are grateful and thankful that we can choose to forgive, to release the past, and to step into the unprecedented flow of harmony, Happening in our life. We are grateful and we are thankful to allow ourselves to remember the truth that sets us free. We are grateful and thankful that the fullness of God's love is our true identity. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we allow this time to be a time of profound healing and awakening. We are grateful. We are thankful to let it be. In gratitude we know it's done and so it is. Amen. 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 Hmm. We are grateful. Yes, we are. So uh, the topic to me came another way to see the world. Is one of the things I've started to really notice as I walk through my life is that I'm really starting to see things so much differently from the other people around me. And depending on who I'm talking with, uh, people will either look at me as though I've lost my mind or sometimes what I notice is I see the tension in their body release. Literally, I see their shoulders drop and they're, I, I can feel them go, right, okay, well, you're probably right about that or something uh, uh, to that effect. Um, and I'm seeing these results happening uh just all the time now all the time now and one of the 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 things that I see is the political situation is uh, deeply traumatizing and upsetting to many people. Other people are just inured to it; they don't pay attention. It doesn't matter. They're not. They don't have a sense of ownership in this democracy. So they just you know whatever. What are you going to do? Maybe it's a victim mentality. Um, I don't need to assess that. However. Um, what I really am seeing from my perspective is that there is a transformation that is happening on such a deep and fundamental level and what is transpiring in the political scene is reflecting that and it's supporting it. So while I would prefer that our president be a truth teller and be in a in, in a position of inspired leadership, leading from the heart. That's not the case. And the the drama of what we're seeing helps us to say, okay, so what are my values? What's important to me? And my high, high value is harmony. Harmony is so important to me, and, and I really understand why. It's because harmony and peace, peace and harmony, they go together. And I have come to see unequivocally, without exception, that when I'm aligned with the truth, I'm at peace. And when I'm in my opinions and judgments, the, my story of things, then I'm not at peace. And I like being at peace. I really find that peace is my true nature. And so the disturbance that I sometimes feel is of my own making. It's a false perspective. Uh, As it says, lesson 190, pain is a wrong perspective. So when I'm in pain, it's my perspective that's not correct. And when I had that excruciating back pain in 2015, uh, it was so debilitating. I would just, I would cry. In my very slow walk to the bathroom, just tears running down my face because it hurt so much. I couldn't help but cry, you know, and all the way to the bathroom, I'd be saying, I am the love of God. (laughs) I am the peace of God. And it really was a tremendous opportunity for me to recognize I am not a body. And what I very much noticed was when I was teaching, because I kept on teaching, I, I may have canceled one class, I don't remember. And I was teaching from my bed. I really was. I was doing a radio show from my bed because <laughs> that's the only place I could get comfort. I didn't have a, a, a sofa I could lay down on that was a full-size sofa. I only had a little love seat in that apartment in Hawaii. Big apartment, small sofa. Uh, anyway, um, and I had this king-size bed, so I just was on the bed, and I had the most beautiful views from the windows. So um, anyway... It really taught me that when I was teaching, I was not really paying attention to the pain. Pain is a wrong perspective. So, And I have many people in my life who have chronic pain, and I have many people in my life who have healed chronic pain through the practice of A Course in Miracles, through the true practice of it, not reading it, that is not the practice. Reading can be a small portion of your practice, but our practice is all day long. That's what makes for a happy life. So, um, just having a sip here of my spiritual espresso, which tastes so good. Um, Sorry, I'm slurping. (laughs) So, I had an experience that I shared in Masterful Living class yesterday that uh, bears repeating. And um, so I'm, I'm, one of the things I'm doing is I'm taking a Kundalini yoga teacher training. I've been a, a yogini, a yoga student on and off for 20 some years. And I first, uh, when I first started taking yoga, I would mix in some occasional kundalini yoga classes. And I love kundalini yoga because it's not, the focus is not as an exercise program. The focus is your awakening, enlightenment. You're remembering your true identity. In kundalini yoga, one of the... St- Things that we say and mentally chant and 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 vocally chant at times, because there's a lot of chanting in Kundalini Yoga, um, is Sat Nam, which means truth is my identity. So through our yoga class, we're chanting inwardly, quite silently, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, while our eyes are turned up to our crown chakra or our third eye chakra. And... Um, I, I, I really love it. To me, it, it is right in line with my Course in Miracles uh, practice, and it's a physicalization of it. And it's also a wonderful opportunity to come together with other spiritual students and be in practice together. And one of the aspects of Kundalini Yoga... Is what they call sadhana. So uh, some people do it every day. Some people do it every now and then. Uh, sadhana is a uh, morning practice. Uh, you do it at 5.00, 5, sometime in there, early morning, before the sun comes up, and uh, it is, or as the sun is coming up, and it's a oh, it's about a two two and a half hour practice of. Prayer and meditation, including chanting, uh, which to me is also prayer, and uh, it's a wonderful, a wonderful thing to do. And so, uh, this past Sunday, uh, this past weekend was part of my yoga teacher training, and we did a sadhana on Sunday morning. And so we went to this uh, friend of mine, um, Kimani Divine is her name. She's here in Montclair, New Jersey, and she has an office called the Women's Healing Zone. And she does Reiki work there. She's a wonderful practitioner, highly recommend her. And she invited us to do our sadhana in her office space. Because uh, the yoga studio was being used for a yoga class. So we went to her office for sadhana. Anyway, on, uh, so we were parking our cars at 5.15 in the morning. And as I came down the street, I saw a couple of my friends had parked, uh, on the other side of the street, closer to the, her, the healing zone, women's healing zone. And, um, so I pulled a UE and parked behind them. Then after our sadna, we went to breakfast right at a restaurant near nearby, and then we uh, came out of there at around nine o'clock and walked towards our cars. And our cars were being towed. What? Why? I thought. What? I, we have to feed the meter at this time. Of the- what? What? Why would it be towed and not ticketed? What's happening? So we found out that. That one block or there was a one way. The next block, like I drove down the block, uh, the street one block two way. The whole rest of the street two way. This part here one way. I didn't see the sign, and I just saw my friends parked there. They had pulled UEs and parked there, so I did what they did. And so that's why we were getting tickets. When I we got there, my car had already been towed. Uh, another car was being towed, uh, and uh, another couple of cars were being towed. So I, I, they, my friends had gotten there thirty seconds ahead of me. And so I, I said, to, I said, oh, I don't see my car. My the cop said, was your car the white car? Yes. Oh, you were you were towed first. Excellent. Thank you very much so I, I I didn't feel badly about it at all it's just life the stuff of life I really really it didn't bother me at all but my my uh, couple of my friends were upset and particularly the one whose car was on the truck, which is, it's understandable. The car is right there. They won't let it down, that kind of thing. And um, she needed to go home to get some medication she forgot to bring. You know, she had extenuating circumstances. Anyway, I said to the cop, um, who seemed a little bit defensive. You know, he's got six women bearing down on him. <laughs> and we're all, you know, we've just had coffee and people have pancakes and things like that. So and we were all revved up from the sadhana too. And he, he, uh, seemed a little bit defensive. But I, I just looked him in the eye and I said, you know what? I'm 58 years old. I've never had my car towed. So it's a first for everything. I think I've been doing pretty well till now, and uh, I'm doing okay. And um, we've got a number of people here whose cars haven't been towed. They didn't park right here. We can get rides with them to go on to our yoga teacher training. And uh, how do I pick up my car? And he gave me the instructions and I could see he was watching me as I was saying, wow, you know, just think of that. 58 years, never been towed. This is the first time I'm feeling pretty good about this actually. He was watching me like, what, what's happening here? <laughs> and this is another way to see the world. So I, I really was looking at it as, hey, this is a new experience. I've never had this before. I I really genuinely was. And I I knew it was going to be a few hundred dollars because I know what it costs. I know other people who've had their cars towed. And I just, I've learned that my source of financial abundance comes only from one place. It comes from God. I had to learn that when I was studying to be a minister because A minister who will not receive donations and contributions and help and support is not a good minister because it takes a lot of support for a minister to be able to give so much. And I I really like being generous and giving. I really do. I enjoy it. However, I don't like being depleted, and I don't like um, feeling that I've overgiven. I've learned. That's not a good place for me to be. I I need to keep the well full. So a lot of times when people say, would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? No, I'm not going to be able to do that. And sometimes people say, why? What are you going to do instead? And I just think, well, I don't know yet, but I'm not going to do that because I feel I can feel I'm going to need to be more restful on that Saturday or whatever. I can I can tell by my schedule this week, and so I just I take good care of myself. And I uh, I used to have a lot of debt and I struggled under the weight of it, and I don't have that anymore. Uh, I, I really have changed my life by finding another way to see the world. And the way that I see the world now comes from A Course in Miracles, which says everything works together for good. There are no exceptions. So... When your car's been towed and now, what actually transpired was we couldn't get them that day on Sunday. My friend was like, oh, I have to go to work. At, I have to be at work at 8.30 in the morning. Now I've got to go to the police station and get my car. Uh, I have to get the paperwork from the police station, and then I have to go to the tow place, and I have to do all of that before work on Monday morning after a long weekend a very full 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 weekend of yoga teacher training with like four yoga classes a day and um and teaching in between so uh understandably she was feeling put out and i thought well uh this is going to cut into my writing time but uh i'll i'll go with you and we'll we'll do it together and uh Wouldn't you know? Yesterday morning, when we went to get our cars, it was pouring rain. I mean, we were literally getting those warning messages—those, those those really loud warning messages on our phone about flood warnings and things like this. Pouring down rain, Um, and oh, I'm going to tell you though. So back when we were uh, with the cars being towed and the officer, police officer. He listened to all of us for a little while. He watched us all for a little while. And then he said, you know what? I haven't written your tickets yet. It's a $60 ticket, and I haven't written them yet. I'm not going to write them. So you don't have to pay the ticket, but you do have to go down to the station to get the paperwork, to re- get the tow place, to release your car. And uh, so... uh I was like, hey, that's great. We don't have to pay the ticket. Uh, and so um, I know for a fact, of course, he did that because he had compassion for us. That's the other way to see the world, with compassion rather than with judgment. When we see the world with judgment, we're always going to be upset. We're never upset for the reason we think we are we're always upset because of our judgments always uh, for me lesson uh that lesson 4 uh, I'm never upset for the reason I think is so helpful it's so helpful in 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 letting us realize wait a minute i think i'm upset because my car's been towed i think i'm upset because i might be late to work i think i'm upset because of uh, having to pay this money. I think I'm upset because of all these different things. Lesson five. Uh, uh, I'm never upset for the reason, I think. I'm upset for all these reasons. And my sweet friend uh, was still bothered later in the day. And, and not giving her advice, but we're we we help each other in our yoga training and she had said she was going to come to my forgiveness workshop which by the way I'm teaching forgiveness workshops I'm trying to do one almost every month in Manhattan in in New York uh w- as much as possible and I'm doing one April this uh, April 22nd I think the next one might be the first Sunday in June working on it so, uh, if you'd like to come and join, bring your friends. Let's forgive together. Make it a forgiveness party. So, I said to my friend, I'm just going to share with you that I really think if you stop judging yourself for having parked the wrong way, because she was the lead car. And so, we followed her. I mean, I... Probably wouldn't have parked on that side of the street and pulled that U.E. had I not seen those other cars there. But it doesn't matter. I don't blame her. It's a her fault that I parked there. The signage is not great. It's weird. The 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 street goes from one way to two two way to one way, and there's not really much indication. Um. The reason why the cop towed our cars rather than um, just giving us tickets is he thought we were drunk when we parked and we were in the Starbucks or something like that because so there was a Starbucks nearby. That's what he told us. Um, so I'm never upset for the reason I think. It says, this idea, this is lesson five, this idea, like the preceding one, can be used with any person, situation, or event you think is causing you pain. And it goes on to say... Apply it specifically to whatever you believe is the cause of your upset using the description of the feeling in whatever term seems accurate to you. So for my friend, she could say, I am not angry at the tow truck driver for the reason I think. I am not afraid of having to pay this money for the reason I think. Doing this practice is really, really helpful. It goes on to say, There are no small upsets. They are all equally disturbing to my peace of mind. I cannot keep this form of upset and let the others go. For the purposes of these exercises, then, I will regard them all as the same. I am not worried about being late to work for the reason I think. I am not depressed about having led my friends to park this wrong way too for the reason I think. So let's let's just look at this here for a minute about what what is the reason that we're thinking? What is the reason that we're thinking? Well, the anger really comes from fear. And so, notice in the book, the next one is, I am not afraid for the reason I think. So, what's the fear about? Well, we could say the fear is that I don't have enough money to pay the tow truck, or this is going to blow a hole in my budget for the month. But that's really not it. It's really that I'm afraid I'm not supported by the universe, and that I have a limited supply, and that my limited supply is being depleted. And I'm not in the flow of abundance and prosperity. I'm outside of it. I'm outside of the flow of love, prosperity, and abundance. And so now I'm, these people are demanding money from me and I have to pay it. I have no choice. And the only reason I have to pay it is because I did something wrong. So I'm not worried about being late for work for the reason I think. I might think I'm worried to, about being late to work because um, my boss just needs one more excuse to uh, get rid of me or my boss doesn't like me or... But really, it's because we have this belief that we're bad and we're wrong, and here's evidence. Oh, now I did something stupid, there's a judgment, and I, uh, it cost all this money, it caused this hassle for my friends, and now I'm gonna be late, and my boss is gonna be upset, and I'm a bad person for all of these things, so I'm not depressed about what's going on for the reason I think it's really because I think I'm bad. And here's the proof, all these different things emanating from one situation, so much proof that I'm bad, I'm wrong, I'm stupid, I'm foolish, all of these different reasons. Yep. So I'm never upset for the reason I think. But when we're upset, don't we often start listing the details of it and going, so, oh, and here's another one. Then the tow truck guy was really rude to me and he wouldn't take my car off the truck even though I'm standing right there. You know, we get into this kind of a righteous anger judgment. I have Oh my God, I've done that a million times. And I won't say that I don't do it anymore. Cause that still, I find myself still feeling that way sometimes. And then I can relax into gratitude that I can practice. I can change my mind. Because the truth I have come to see and know absolutely is that I am never upset for the reason that I think and this is how we can see the world differently. So the the President of the United States uh, seems to be angry and upset about things, but he's not upset for the reason he thinks either. He doesn't realize he is the perfect love of God, and he doesn't realize that everyone around him is. So he, because of the way he feels about himself, he's bullying and attacking others. We can look at that as the cry for love, and then we can enter into our loving heart and bring benefit, and bring prayer, and bring right vision. And then the world will change. The world does change and this is our spiritual responsibility is to main our, maintain our spiritual sovereignty over our mind and our heart our choices and our action so that we can actually actively choose to see the world correctly and see it for what it is which is it's an opportunity for us to recognize our um wrong thinking, and to change our mind and see it correctly and bring benefit to everyone. Yes. So I'm going to take a break here and... Uh, When when I'm going to the break, I would like to share something here with you. I've got some events coming up. Uh, My Stop Playing Small Retreat is the first one I've done on this topic for a couple of years. So if you'd like to do this topic, come now. Come one, come all. And we do something in the Power of Love Ministry that other people don't do. We do long-term payment plans for retreats. And that's a pretty miraculous thing. And we're really all in if people would like to come. It's in beautiful um Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina at the Art of Living Retreat Center there. So how to stop playing small, come and join us. And then I'm also doing my spiritual counseling training intensive, which you might not know. It's a professional training, but all kinds of people take it, even those who are not interested in being a spiritual counselor. So I've had attorneys and business people take it, teachers and grandparents and all kinds of people. And people have literally told me that their body heals chronic issues during the training because we do so much deep work during the training. So I just invite you to consider it might be the right thing for you. Also, like to let you know that um, I'm putting together teacher trainings uh, how to write inspiration, how to design and give a workshop including how to give my forgive and be free workshop i'd love to see people all over the world offering that workshop and then i'm also uh we're also doing uh how to write uh rather how to give a sermon or a spiritual talk, so I'm partnering with John Mundy, and um, I'm also uh, perhaps partnering with another spiritual teacher that you know and love. I'm not going to say who yet. And uh, to do back-to-back trainings, come one to one, or all th- two or all three. We're looking for a home for our retreats this summer. We've had trouble finding a place, so. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're taking a break here. You're listening to A Course in Miracles and Unity Online Radio, where you're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. We're talking about how to see the world differently. Another way to see the world. And to see, to be able to see it as something that's working for you all the time. Always working for you. Nothing is against you. This is how we'd like to see the world. So that we can truly be a beneficial helpful presence, we can truly be the teacher of God that we are designed to be. So it does take a great willingness to pause and as my dear friend Mary Lenihan would say, we have to pause to take that breath and see things differently. And In this way, we can save the world. And in the manual for teachers, it says, chapter 12, how many teachers of God are needed to save the world? The answer to this question is one. One holy, perfect teacher whose learning is complete suffices. This one, sanctified and redeemed, becomes the self who is the son of God. Remember, we're all one. (laughs) <laughs> so this is our divine opportunity and we are taking these pauses so that we can hear the voice for God, so that we can feel the voice for God, the, the messages of the higher Holy Spirit self, the still small voice for God is always speaking, but when we're upset, we can't hear it over the noise of our upset. So this is our divine opportunity that prevents us uh, every day to see the world in another way. Now, another thing that I I think is, is a recent event experience that can help us to see the world in another way and to see it with more clarity. Uh, with less fear, uh, and so when there's fear, there's lack of clarity because when there's fear, we're Mm -hmm. believing our projections. (laughs) And, so we've had these recent events with, uh, we've had them for a number of years now where they, uh, there are these massacres in the school and the children are being killed. And, uh, recently we had the one in Florida where, uh, in the high school where a bunch of, um, children were killed and teenagers and, uh, on a certain level, I know when I was a teenager, I still felt like a child <laughs> and, uh, so much upset around this understandable whenever children are killed it's deeply upsetting for many people and this uh, tremendous upset is actually because we're not seeing things correctly I'm never upset for the reason I think and also because we're empathic and empathetic, and we're feeling other people's pain and upset. But the intensity of the upset does involve our projections and our judgments, which aren't helpful, which aren't healing. So when there is a situation like this, there's an opportunity to pour out love and compassion. And that's the thing for us to do. To pour out love and compassion. So, when we start going, this is wrong, this is bad, we've forgotten lesson 25, I don't know what anything is for. I'm just gonna find that lesson here. Uh, it's one of the most helpful lessons to me in changing my mind is, uh, I, I do not know what anything is for. And in Lesson 25, it says, Purpose is meaning. Today's idea explains why nothing you see means anything. You do not know what it is for. Therefore, it is meaningless to you. Everything is for your own best interests. That is what it is for. That is its purpose. That is what it means. It is in recognizing this that your goals become unified. It is in recognizing this that what you see is given meaning. So one of the challenges we have in our human experience is that we have conflicting goals. We want to be right. We want to make others wrong. We want to be the, the Course of Miracles police of our world. And we want to have peace of mind. And we'd like to be loving. And these are conflicting goals. Yeah. Because uh, I've encountered at times uh, what I would call this, the Course of Miracles police. Uh, people who go around judging other Course of miracle students and telling them what they should and shouldn't do and how wrong and bad they are. And um, it sometimes seems like they'd rather beat you to death with the book than sit and be loving with you. <laughs> and uh, I understand that. I understand that. It's the, um, the, uh, the zealot, the... Um, Particular expression of the ego that is that way, and uh, that kind of fundamental uh, fundamentalist, dogmatic way. And so we're all on this path of healing together, and we help each other. Uh, But to to be angry about how people are. Practicing A Course in Miracles, I remember when I, um, I first started doing the Living Course in Miracles class, somebody wrote to me, the free classes, and somebody wrote to me and said, uh, it pains me so much to see what you're doing to A Course in Miracles. And I thought, what am I doing to A Course in Miracles? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how that could be. But I, I did know that pain is a wrong perspective. So the the fact that the person told me, it pains me so much to see what you're doing, I knew the pain was in their view, not in what I was doing, but in how they were holding it in their mind. Because I was getting a 100 messages of gratitude and thanksgiving for what I was doing, offering those free classes uh certainly at least a hundred positive messages to everyone attacking. And you wouldn't think that of course American students or teachers would attack each other, but we're having a human experience. Yes we are <laughs> and so um uh cry for love happens and I don't know what anything is for, but I'd like to And how I learn what things are for is I can see that everything is helpful to me. When I can see that everything is helpful to me, then I can find the meaning in it. I can discover what it's for. When I don't have conflicting goals, then I can see clearly. And when I'm willing to drop the meaning I've made of things then I can see everything works together for my good. There are no exceptions except in the judgment of the ego. So it goes on to say in Lesson 25, you perceive the world and everything in it as meaningful in terms of ego goals. These goals have nothing to do with your own best interests because the ego is not you. This false identification makes you incapable of understanding what anything is for. As a result, you're bound to misuse it. When you believe this, you will try to withdraw the goals you have assigned to the world instead of attempting to reinforce them. Another way of describing the goals you now perceive is to say that they are all concerned with personal interests. Since you have no personal interests, your goals are really concerned with nothing. In cherishing your goals, therefore, you have no goals at all, and thus you do not know what anything is for. Before you can make any sense out of the exercises for today, one more thought is necessary. At the most superficial levels, you do, you do recognize purpose, yet purpose cannot be understood at these levels. For example, you do understand that a telephone is for the purpose of talking to someone who is not physically in your immediate vicinity. What you do not understand is what you want to reach them for. And it is this that makes your contact with him meaningful or not. Right, That's such a beautiful way of expressing it. You know what your phone is for. It's for contacting someone. However, you don't know why you want to contact them. You think you want to contact them so they remember to get some eggs on the way home. But is that really what's what you're contacting them for? If you're saying, I'm going to call them about the eggs because I love them. And because we're connected with each other and we're supporting each other and loving each other. And so I know they'd like to have eggs for breakfast or they know I'd like to have eggs for breakfast or the children would like to have eggs for breakfast or something like that. And so we're going to get the eggs. And I'm going to, to communicate that about the eggs with love, out of love, from love. As love. And then it's a meaningful conversation, even though it's just about getting eggs. It is crucial to your w- learning to be willing to give up the goals you have established for everything. Everything. The recognition that they are meaningless rather than good or bad is the only way to accomplish this. The idea for today is a step in this direction. So, the, the practice is to look around the room and just whatever you happen to land your eyes on, to say, I don't know what it's for. I do not know what this chair is for. I do not know what this pencil is for. I do not know what this hand is for. I do not know what this cup is for. I do not know what anything is for. But I'd like to. That's what I always say. But I'd like to. I'm willing I am a willing student. Holy Spirit, teach me. This this is my approach. And this is how I'm learning to see uh, the world in another way. Another way to see the world is to see everything in the world as being truly helpful. Even a massacre in a school, it's not without purpose and meaning and value. We might not like learning this way. I certainly don't. I would prefer to learn through joy, as A Course in Miracles is consistently instructing us how to do. We can learn through joy, but until we're really willing to learn through joy, we are going to learn through pain, because that's what we're choosing. We're choosing to learn through pain. But everything works together for good, and there is no exception whatsoever, none, not a one. So to make an exception for the massacre is to then really say, this event was meaningless. It's like the tow truck experience I had on the weekend. I could say it was meaningless, but it wasn't. It was meaningful. It could have been avoided, but it happened. It was an experience that happened. I, I don't know, really, how my what my part was in all of it. Maybe it was just to accompany my friends and share with them a different perspective. Because you know what I said to my friend about really. Uh, releasing any idea that you did something wrong. I said, I I sure don't blame you for my car being towed. And uh, I, I don't feel bad about it. I'm not upset about it. It's nothing to me. It's just, for me, it was just, Well, another experience with my friends, an opportunity to be with my friends. And when we went to the police station, uh, there was a whole thing about the paperwork, which didn't bother me at all. And I was able to just be a chill pill and to support my friend and the police officer there saying, well, what about this? Could we do this? Oh, okay. That can be worked out. Great. And just maintaining a peaceful countenance and a peaceful heart in the situation and and really feeling and being unbotherable. It's a great goal to set to be unbotherable. And how we get to be unbotherable is we're not making meaning of it interpreted through the ego. So this is how we learn to see an entirely different world. And we start to really realize what the world is for. It's for us to express and to reveal our inner thoughts and to broadcast them on the screen of our life so we can see what's wonderful and uh, where we can change our mind about things. And that's... The whole thing with this world, everything works together for our good, let's receive our good in every moment. And then we can see the world as just a Niagara Falls of good pouring over us, even when it includes uh, children being massacred, cars being towed, uh, cancer, excruciating pain, whatever it might be include we really can begin to see it all as being so beneficial to us. This is our divine opportunity. And that's what A Course in Miracles is all about, cultivating the ability to see correctly, see with divine vision. You know, i just like to mention something. Uh, one of the things... I do every day as part of my spiritual practice is I write inspiration and I record a prayer. I call it my daily shot of spiritual espresso. And you can uh, put the phone number for the prayer line into your speed dial and you can call it whenever you'd like to have a prayer. So you can call it... Um, uh, you know, it, 24-7, and the other thing is you can uh, subscribe to my Daily Spiritual Espresso, and you can get it delivered in your email, and you can... Um, uh, also, go and read and listen on the website. You can download the prayers, their podcast. And I, I really like that because let's say you're feeling out of sorts and you just want to prayer for that particular thing for releasing hurt or for, um, uh, seeing correctly or for forgiveness. That there's hundreds of prayers there and you can choose one that suits you in that moment with the prayer podcast. And, uh, so those things are available to you for free. And uh, there's a lot more at jenniferhadley.com and livingacourseofmiracles.com. And let's let's also just say a word of gratitude here for all the people that contribute $5, $10, $20 or more to support this ministry offering the transcripts and the free classes and the prayers and all the many things that we do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we take our breath of love and gratitude here, so grateful and so thankful for the love of God shining in our heart and in our mind. In gratitude, we bless everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week.
0: Thank you for tuning into A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.